You played mixed doubles. Mixed doubles. In the much anticipated debut yeah. of Miss Jeannie Bouchard. Yep. I need to be honest, Tyler. You know that I've not one to to not let's be hear your honesty. Honest take. She needed maybe two more weeks. Maybe one more week. One more year. All right, welcome back, everybody, to another episode of King of the Court. We are your hosts, Tyler Lung, and we got Jimmy Miller over here. Jimmy, I like the color white. Yeah, we we could not get away from the white from Masters, could we? Yeah, you wore all white every day, didn't you? I tried, but I started running out of clothes, so I okay. switched it up. Awesome. Thank you for joining us. By the way, this was actually not planned. Um, mm, I guess just kind of. same wavelength or something like that. Um, thank you to our title sponsor, The Pickler. Yeah. Do we break the news right now if people have not heard? Yeah, let's break it. This is a big deal. It's a really big deal. The Pickler has joined forces or been purchased or collaborating. I don't know what the correct term is. Uh huh. With who? With the PPA. Wow. So you are bought out by Big Pickle now. Well, I have officially. nothing to do. The good news is, is I have nothing to do with the Pickler. <laughs> but I love seeing my friends win. And obviously you are part of the Pickler ownership group. George, Austin, Richie is part of that. Tim Parks. Like there's a lot of people that we know and love that are a part of that. And this is a huge deal for them. This has been a long time in the making. Yes. They've been working on this for a while. So the PPA has purchased a portion of the pickler. They will now collaborate on a lot of things, which is really cool. Cause if they need indoor venues, they can promote yep. stuff. They can do leagues, junior PPA junior leagues. PPAs, I mean, yep. now they're going to have venues all over the country where the PPA yep. can essentially Use them. I mean, it's a huge deal. And honestly, like I said, like I love seeing people win. Mm-hmm. And I love when my friends win. And watching George and Austin call their wives. Okay. And for everybody know, like if you go to PPA events, you know George, right? George is yeah. the players know George. He's beloved by everybody. Watching them call their wives to celebrate this. Tender moment. It literally, it was insane. Like yeah. it it pumped me up. Like yeah. I love that I was there. Obviously, I have zero role in this, but I like seeing them win, and it was yeah. awesome for them. And they've been building this. And I remember the first pickler up in Uinta and Ogden, Utah, in the warehouse, right? And yeah. I remember them starting it, and now look where they've come. So Huge. congrats, guys. Big, big, big deal. And I'm sure they'll be announcing this more or providing a little bit more information down the road. Yeah. Um, but super excited. I like the PPA. I like uh, Pickler. And so really, really good for them. Yeah. So the Pickler, uh, for those who don't know, the best indoor pickleball facilities in the country. So, yep. And they are the title sponsor of this show. Yes. So check them out. Yep. Get a membership. They're going to have 1,800 courts, I believe. Here by the end of 2024, 2025, um, I mean they're they're everywhere. So you're gonna be able to throw a rock and find a pickler, and that's that's gonna be the best part about it. Okay, awesome. Moving on, and real quick, we're going to get into our ball sponsor of this show, which is yeah. a relatively new sponsorship. Yeah, Vulcan. They debuted their V Pro Flight ball, which is this ball right here, the one yep. I'm holding up. And what was the reception at this tournament? Real so quick. So I think the reception was was overall positive. I think that there I have this view on things, Tyler. I think there's a little bit of revisionist history that happens in in our heads and we hate change. And so I think there's a lot of people forgetting 
the problems that were happening with the previous ball. Okay. And they were projecting those problems onto this new ball. But overall, I think the ball had a solid reception. I think most people liked how it played. They liked that, you know, they could stay in firefights a little bit longer. Mm -hmm. Right. They liked that it didn't crack. It didn't break. You know, now listen, it's still a piece of plastic being hit by a freaking composite paddle. Like it's, Mm -hmm. there's still things that are going to happen. And so there was, you know, not every ball was perfect, but there was good feedback from the pros. Thomas Wilson just posted on Facebook how much he loved the ball. I heard he really likes it. Yeah. Yeah. And it probably favors his game quite a bit as well. Dylan Frazier said he liked the ball. Yeah. He just won singles, so yeah. he better like the ball. Yeah, exactly. I mean, Lucy Kovalova said that she that she liked. So there's a lot of pros that like it. Yeah. Um, you know, I think that they'll still continue to innovate it and it's yeah. still gonna like continue to progress and get better as this is the very first run of it. But overall, I thought it was great. We talked to a lot of amateurs. The one thing that everybody loved about it, I don't think that anybody can argue, is the color. Yeah. That bright green color. Much easier to see. Much easier to see, much easier to pick yeah. up. We, Real quick, just kind of going off what you said, I saw a couple of people post about uh, the ball and they're like taking pictures of uh, the ball cracking and they said this happened after one or two games. Um, how could this happen? And I just thought about what you were saying, like that same exact issue was happening before and still happens with other balls. So yeah, um, just because Vulcan came out with a new ball does not mean it's perfect. It's never going to crack. Of course it will um, for those yeah. reasons that you mentioned, but they are the ball sponsor of KOTC, and they have also given us a special code to share with our audience, uh, which is KOTC at VulcanSportingGoods.com, and you can use that to redu- reduce that high price to make it a little bit more normal. Yeah, and honestly, if you check, if you use code KOTC, I have not seen, and I know we can't say what it is because of map pricing. Mm-hmm. But I have not seen a lower price on this ball. Yeah. So go so, check it out. It supports us. Yeah. Uh, it supports us, and you're getting a great ball and a great uh, price. Okay. Yep. All right. So um, Masters recap. Masters. Palm yeah. Springs. Beautiful weather. venue. The weather was the weather between 10 a.m. and 4, 4 p.m. was flawless. Yep. Like I am talking the perfect. 67 degrees, 68, 69 degrees, like flawless, sunny. At five o'clock, when that sun started to go down, cold, it got frigid. Yeah. Like it was like, it wasn't just cold, it was like bone chilling cold. Yeah. But between 10 and four, it was. It was amazing. So everybody was wearing vibe sweaters. I don't know if you saw that. Yeah, I don't know. Vibe's like doing like some sort of closeout, but vibe is making a comeback. But also, I think that that a lot of that has to do with the fact that the vibe sweatshirts are white. That's all they had. Exactly. Yeah. That's and that, all they had there. Yeah. The white sweaters. Switch. You know what they did sell at Pickleball Central that was pretty sick though. What those white PPA sweats? Yeah, they had white PPA sweats that looked pretty cool. Like just I don't know, just kind of a white guy. But yeah, I don't mean like that. I mean I like the color white. Are you being racist? I was told I was this weekend, allegedly, because <laughs> I don't know how to pronounce somebody's last name. My bad. Real quick, a disclaimer. I feel like I should have put this out at the very beginning of when we started the show. But if Jimmy says something or anybody else for that matter, and I laugh or I don't um, <laughs> uh, dispute it instantly, You're that does it. not necessarily mean I am condoning you are what con- you are saying. There's a lot of things that he says that I might not agree with, but they're funny. And so I'm going to laugh. And so if I laugh at something, it does not necessarily mean 
that I agree 100% with what he's saying. Well, that's fair. But in this situation, <laughs> the situation that we're talking about, can we talk about it? Um, I mean, I wouldn't say who it is. But okay, just so general. there's a player whose father mm-hmm. called me racist. <laughs> because I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not agreeing with what he's saying, by the way. Okay, he, but he's, and he told multiple people this. Mm-hmm. And he said, one, I don't ever praise his son. Okay. And two, we did an episode and I couldn't pronounce his name. We weren't sure of it. We weren't sure of it. And yeah. we had had, this is what had happened. Just to give it a little background. We'd Welcome had somebody. 2024. Yeah. We'd had somebody write in and give us a proper, told us that this is how you pronounce it. Mm-hmm. So we were trying to pronounce it correctly. Do you know how many people get my last name wrong? I'm sure. Are all they the being time. racist? Exactly. And so anyways, this guy was not very happy. I was trying to congratulate this person on a good weekend. And yes, so it is what it is. I apologize if I mispronounced it, but honestly, like I mispronounced a lot of words. You mispronounced my name. I, yeah, I, like, I was adding an S to the Villiers for years. Right? Exactly. So, I mean, I apologize. I'm doing the best I can. But just because I mispronounce your name, I'm not making fun. And I'm sure as hell not racist. Okay? <laughs> so let's quit throwing that out. I'm not laughing. I apologize. Yes. Okay. So moving on. Masters. Let's start with men's singles. Men's singles. Great so segue. We got to... PPA's got to figure this out. There were well over 128 players. Yeah. Well over 128 players. And do you want to know what? The Johnsons, Hunter and Yates, Yates. Johnson, yeah. they played in the qualifiers. qualifiers. They didn't make it out. Yeah, Those guys are top minimum of top 20 players. You, had to, you had to win nine matches yeah. on Tuesday or something like that. I don't think it was nine. They said that there was like if you had if you went through all the qualies and then went. I think it was like four or five. It's insane yeah. for singles. And that's through qualies to yeah. put to put you into the round of one twenty eight. Yeah. yeah, into the round of one twenty eight. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. And then you play the round of one twenty eight that night. Yeah, yeah. Like granted, those matches may be a little bit easier, but you're still playing. But they're five plus yeah, matches. Yeah, they got to figure. That. I think they've got to cap, or they got to start qualies on Monday. Yeah, you're looking at a full week tournament. If you make it, right? Yeah. At that point, yeah. yeah. So that being said, we're, I'm gonna pull it, I'm gonna pull it up here. But men's singles was stacked. Not I mean, only that, with this tournament, PPA for 2024, they're introducing a couple new rules. One of those rules being the serv- service rule. Yeah. So PPA felt like there's a lot of gray area with the serve, uh, with where players were striking the ball and what they were able to get away with. And so they implemented this new rule where you have to drop the ball face down and it has to be at the waist height or lower. And there cannot be any upward motion on the ball. You have to do palm down and drop it. And this was called a lot. This, the first day in singles, most players I talked to, they said they had minimum of five to ten uh, violations of this rule and it yeah. was it was a fault they turned the ball over well ben, ben johns cost them two points against uh kwang dong yeah i heard it was yeah two or three yeah um, yeah and so this was a very 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 different thing that pp has implemented uh from the past but the funniest thing is after the second day in singles i don't even think i saw any of the refs call it 
after that. Yeah, they I, really calmed down. I felt like they were they were trying to do their best to to call it and kind of give players that warning. And then, but there were some players complaining about it. I mean, we know that you know, and, and we'll continue on the singles in a second. But let's talk about the serve real quick. I know that Leia was having some issues with James Ignatowicz doing it. Uh, Roscoe Bellamy told me he got called like 15 times in one of the matches and it was just a head case for him. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I know that Leia also was in in her match with Annalie. Lee was complaining about Leia serve, Mm -hmm. but then Annalie was lifting and doing the same thing. Cause the thing is, it's a drop. You can't lift and drop. You just have to drop. Yeah. And a lot of players would kind of do the, you know, little slide of hand toss and that, and that was getting called. And so it just became an issue. Um, direct quote, though, from Connor Pardo's mouth. Mm-hmm. Um, he, I heard him talking to some people, and he said, we've got to figure this out and come to some sort of so this compromise. Goes, in my opinion, and I keep referencing this, but Christian Alshon said a while ago, um, Jimmy's favorite guy, that the top players in singles pickleball, it's only going to be big serves and big returns. Yeah. And I am starting to believe that more and more. The bigger you serve, the better the setup shot's going to be, or if you can hit a big return. And yeah. if you look at Kwang Dong, who had an incredible run, he made yeah. it to the semis. He beat lots of good players. Um, he has a massive, massive and heavy and deep serve. And yeah. I think a lot of players struggled with that. And not only that, there's a lot more that goes into this, but um, minus the center court and maybe the grandstand court, most of the courts don't have adequate spacing uh, for you to stand far enough back to return these deep serves. They're not wide enough. You can go into the fence. And so I think there needs to be something that um, is done uh, philosophically yeah. on how, on the direction that the sport is going to go. Yeah, they got to figure it out. I, I think – so we did a podcast that we're going to release with – uh, Jennifer Lucor and Alex Hamner, mm-hmm. who wrote a book about the history of pickleball. Yeah. And, and they're a purist. And they're, oh, I mean, they're as pure, purist as purist gets. Yeah. And they do not want to change a single thing about about anything. And yeah. there's, you know, there's obviously going to be innovation and rule changes. I mean, the NFL is still not wearing leather helmets. And the goalpost used to be at the front of the end zone. And things change. Okay. But they have talked to the inventors of pickleball and one of the guys essentially, yeah, he confirmed that it's supposed to be a rally sport and the serve is essentially just to get the point started. Mm -hmm. And that's where you have to decide. Right. And obviously people are going to get bigger, stronger, faster, you know, all those things are going to happen. That's just what happens in sports in general, but it does make a difference. You look at the Zane saw serve and that was implemented. He was a top five, top three player ever since the accident. A little it's bit weird. That's odd. By yeah. the way, he called you the most influential person in pickleball, Jimmy Miller, but you've been bought by Big yeah. Pickle. He called, he literally called me. He he called me a sellout. Yeah, you're a sellout. I don't I Did don't you know get how that money yet? or why. Create, I mean, it's kind of wild that I don't know if he didn't show up to Masters because he was boycotting because I heard he was supposed to play with Travis or if there was another uh-huh. like legit reason. But Jilly B played. Mm-hmm. And she's part of that. A lot of players that are part of that collective were there and played. So I don't know. I don't know if he's standing on his own island, which props to him. I guess that makes everybody but Zane a sellout. Exactly. Because they were all there but Zane. (laughs) So 
I mean, good for him standing on okay, his so morals and principles. Okay, so let's go through singles fairly quickly. As we said, the draw was massive. I think the most upsets, at least on the men's side and maybe the women's side, will come through singles. Yeah. So now um, let's remember it was progression draw. So players, so if you went through qualities, you played Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, yeah. right? The top eight seeds did not have to play until Thursday. Correct. So um, we'll go, we'll just go through like a couple. I mean, like you had to play qualities. Not qualities, but the play-in game. Yes. Yep. So you played Frank Anthony Davis. Yep. Fad. Yep. I once called him a singles player that's not good at singles. Uh-huh. He messaged me. Put you in your place. Fad's a funny guy, honestly. But, I mean, you took it to him. I played great. I was feeling yeah. really good. Yeah. Really good. Yeah. And then this is what's crazy about singles. So, like, Donald Young comes over from tennis, right? Mm-hmm. And everybody thinks that Donald Young is... I mean, at least he's going to be good at singles. Yeah. And he loses to my guy, Anderson Scarpa. Yep. In the first round. Yeah. But they did go three. He won the first game. Yeah. They did go three. And then Sam Query, Mm -hmm. who, again, another tennis guy. But he's been playing for more than one year, multiple years. He has. But he loses 11-2-11-2 to Roscoe Bellamy. Yeah. You know, I mean, it's just kind of crazy, you know, these things. So, um, so anyways, I would say the one of the best – matches of the tournament mm-hmm. is was Rafa Hewitt. Did you hear about this? And Eric Roddy? I heard from Rafa. Rafa yeah. won game one, 11-9. No. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He Roddy won, did. No, no, no. Rafa won game one, 11-9. Roddy runs off, wins game two, 11-0, and then goes up in game three, 9-0. Okay, correct. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. Roddy runs off yeah, 18 yeah. straight points. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah. And Rafa comes back and beats him 14-12 in game yeah. three. That's nuts. Yeah. Like that, that's insane. Yeah. Um, and so, anyways, we get to the the semi. Marcel Chan had a good run. He's mm-hmm. kind of a newer guy, right? Yeah. He had a good run. He actually pushed Tyson to three he got games. The first game on Tyson, yeah. Yeah, he pushed him to three games. But I would say the story of, of it would be Kwong Dong's upset of Ben Johns. Mm-hmm. That was a big, big game. Um, I actually called the match between Chris Hayworth and Jame. Mm-hmm. That was insanely exciting. Yeah. Fun to watch. And then we were there sitting, you know, front row for Alshon and Julian Arnold. That was a good that, one. That yeah. was a good one. Went yeah. three, a battle. Um, Jack Sock. Did you think he'd beat Connor Garnett? Um, I thought there was a chance, but not the score that he, he beat him with. Yeah. 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 Jack Sock's forehand, like, I don't think we can overstate this. His forehand is filthy. It is it's, filthy. It might be the most powerful weapon. If you can ball. get it to his backhand, you're good. But the issue yeah. is he'll run around his backhand. He runs around and it And so you have to hit time. it to his forehand. But if you give it to his forehand, he's hitting a forehand. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, and so Sock so beats really, Garnett. Yeah. He beats Jay DeVillier. Yeah. He beats uh, Mo Alhuni. Yeah. He ends up getting to the semis. Yeah. And I said that with Jack Sog. I th- I honestly think if he trains, I think singles could be his best uh, event. Yeah, for sure. And so he ends up getting there, and then he ran into Fed, who was just on fire in that yeah. match. Didn't he beat him like two one, and two one, or one something? One and three. Yeah. Yeah. So Fed beats Jack Sock 11-1, 11-3. The other semi, Dylan Frazier, beats Kwong Dong in three, in three games. Mm-hmm. And so they advance to the final. The final was insane, dude. So... Fed comes out and blasts Dylan, mm-hmm. 11-2. Literally, it was over in four minutes. Mm-hmm. Just destroys him. Yeah. Game two, it goes back and forth, and Dylan ends up winning it 11-7. Game three, 
Fed comes out again red hot. He's up 9-4 in game three. Mm-hmm. And Dylan freaking comes back to win it and gets his Dylan Frazier gets his first singles gold. That's awesome. Ever in PPA. Yep. DTF, Team Dylan Frazier. Real quick, does Ben Johns win over a third, more than 33% of singles tournaments? This, this is year? really funny because um I was talking to some people last night mm-hmm. and they said if Ben Johns plays 20 events this year. Mm-hmm. What do you put the over under of of singles at? So winning, lo- winning first winning. place. So I looked, and Ben Johns is Ben Johns has won thirty two singles titles mm-hmm. on the PPA tour. Mm-hmm. So that's probably about I would say based on how many events he's played. If he's playing twenty five events a year, he's probably about you know forty percent clip mm-hmm. of singles. Titles. So you think he will? No, I think that I would say that Ben Johns wins eight between. Seven and nine singles, singles this year, and that's if he plays 20 events. Mm-hmm. Gotcha, yeah. I think singles is going to be very difficult, especially because Ben he's admitted this, he admitted it again yesterday. He's a slow starter, mm-hmm. and now he's not playing warm up matches. He is starting on Thursday morning, he is warming up more serious. I, I did see him playing points, and he did brother. say that. Yeah. He said him and Annalie yeah. had a really intensive warm up yesterday, yeah. yeah. But so, Ben is going to start Thursday mornings against like Dylan Frazier or against Christian Alshon. Like that's going to be his very first singles match of the whole tournament on these progression draw tournaments. So yeah, I think that'll be interesting, but congrats to Dylan. Uh, Kwong Dong ended up pulling out of the bronze match. I think he's actually headed to Asia Uh for a month. Yep. And so they did not have that. So Jack Sock went to bronze medal. Yep. Moving on women's singles. I mean, what do you say? Annalie. Annalie, congratulations. She, Leia. Caitlin Christian put up a solid fight. Yeah, Caitlin Christian uh, first game. put up a fight. Yeah. Uh, Leia made her return to singles. Mm-hmm. Um, Did that surprise you? Uh, no, I think progression draw fits. will will help Leia play singles. Mm-hmm. I think she'll play more because of the progression draw. But uh, progression is only for the cups. The, the cups, yeah. There's 10 of them though, yeah. right? So I think that will help her, you know, play more singles because she's only playing one match a day. Yeah. And honestly, if you lose in mixed or you lose in, you know, gender, mm-hmm. you may only be playing singles that yeah. day. Yeah. So, yeah. So Annalie picks up another win. I mean, Brooke Buckner actually ended up getting, ended up getting bronze, but I think it's because Leia withdrew. Yeah, yeah. So I think... Well, we can talk about this later on the show, but I yeah. think they should just get rid of bronze. Yeah, well, we need to talk about that because yeah. there is some controversy over that too. So congrats to Annalie. Um, she played Catherine in the finals. Okay, mixed doubles? Yeah, so mixed doubles. That was exciting. Okay. So mixed doubles, I mean, here's the thing, is the end, the end result's the same. Mm-hmm. But... To get there, at least we had a little bit of different, you know, different yeah. people, right? Yeah. So James and Anna obviously had a good had a good day. Mm-hmm. Ben and Annalie, um, you. Let's start with you real quick. Me. You played mixed doubles. Mixed doubles. In the much anticipated debut. Yeah. Of Miss Jeannie Bouchard. Yep. I need to be honest, Tyler. You know that I've not won to. 
to not let's be. hear your honesty honest take she needed maybe two more weeks maybe one more week one more year Tyler, she looked like she'd never played pickleball before. Did she? She hadn't. Had she ever played even a rec game? She hadn't. Come on. Has she ever played a rec game? I don't think so. Like literally, I think when she stepped on the court, that was the first time she'd ever played pickleball. Yeah. She looked lost. Mm-hmm. She didn't understand any of the nuances of the game at all. Yeah. Even like where you would think that her strength would be, which would be like her drives and things coming from a tennis background. Uh-huh. They were floating and going out. The craziest part about the whole thing is I actually thought you played well, all things considered. Mm -hmm. But she was just leaving balls up. She was... Hey, we were up um, 5-0 or 5-4 or something like that on Ed and Pablo. Yeah. Should have just retired them. Should have just stopped. She couldn't hit dinks. She wasn't standing in the right spot. She clearly didn't understand stacking. Um, It's clear that she hasn't been working at pickleball at all or practicing. And I don't know. And and I was told she's playing 20 events this year. Yeah. So I don't know if she's not going to take any of these events serious mm-hmm. or if that was like, kind of like that wake up call yeah. to where she's going to start grinding. You can see glimmers of potential there. You could see that she could be a decent player. Mm-hmm. I talked to Paris Todd after your match. Paris told me that she had played. I believe she told me she had played started a year ago. Mm-hmm. This year, a year ago, in she started, or maybe two years ago, whatever years, it was. Yeah, at least and her two, first yeah. tournament, she played four or five. Yeah, and she lost. Yeah, and and I know her ba- her tennis background isn't extensive as Jeannie's, but mm-hmm. it's still pretty freaking impressive. Yeah, and Jeannie comes in, plays pro with zero practice, zero anything. Yeah, and unfortunately, it showed. Yeah, I mean, she was a disaster. Yeah, it was fun though. I mean, I'm sure it's fun for you, but she was a disaster. <laughs> yeah. In her defense, she should have done this a little sooner, but after you guys played, mm-hmm. she did look a little bit better in women's doubles. Yes. They with, actually went three. Yeah. Three games in their first round. Yeah. I think Zoe, Chow Yi Wang, Zoe, she goes by Zoe, is going to be really good. Mm-hmm. Um, I actually think that she she has a ton of potential. Mm-hmm. And in Z- Jeannie's second singles game mm-hmm. she looked a little bit better every point she looked better and better she did she almost went to a third game yeah and i honestly think had she gone to a third game then she, maybe she could have got that match. i thought Jeannie would have enough tennis background and tennis strokes to have an egg her way through yeah. us at least one singles win but it's crazy i was talking to her briefly and i mean everything i mean she this is a girl who was literally top 10 in the world in yeah. the world in tennis. Yeah. She's yeah. used to, and she has 3 million Instagram followers. Yeah. Um, she's used to a different life. She's used to stadiums. She's used to ball boys. She's used to this and that. Have you, like, did you see the video of yes, her? Hilarious. Yeah. Of her like waiting for someone to go pick up the ball. Hilarious. For yeah. Yeah. I mean, um, just everything about it. Like you're throwing yourself, you're a fish out of the water. It is. It is. And she looked like it. She looked lost. She had Dylan from the PPA literally walking her everywhere. <laughs> She was going. Do you want to hear the funniest uh, advice that I heard? This is the net. This is where you sit. Okay, so Dylan. Pull out your paddle. Works with the PPA. Yeah. He went up to Jeannie, and he was giving her her some advice. And what do you think Dylan might be saying to Jeannie for some advice? Oh, no. So she just got smashed the first game out in 11-2, 11-5, whatever it is. He says, this is during a timeout. He goes up to Jeannie, and he says, when she gets to six, call a timeout. 
And then when she gets to eight, call another timeout. And that's all he said. <laughs> and Jeannie said, did I have timeouts? My coach usually calls those for me. I was dying. Yeah. When I mean, she gets to six, call a timeout. Like he knew it was coming exactly. too. Yeah. Oh, that's funny. Yeah. Like it was, she just didn't know. And she was definitely a fish out of water and she yeah. hasn't clearly hasn't been training. And the reality is it felt like a massive publicity stunt. Yeah. Now, the credit I will give Jeannie is that after she lost... She was on the court training. The, the next four days, she was training every day with Dave Fleming. Yeah. She was in the corner. Yeah. And she was taking le- lessons. Yeah. We call them... But she was training. Yeah. So, I, I'll give her credit for that because I did I did see her doing kind, that. Kind of similar lines um, with Paris, uh, but Tyra, I remember her... I think it was her first singles oh, tournament. Oh, it was 0-0. It was 0-0 against Annalie Waters. Yeah, yeah. And so, there is hope. Yeah. There is hope. Yeah. And it, obviously, Jeannie has a good foundation, yeah. but she doesn't know the game yeah. at all. Like, that's the other thing is she didn't try to drop the ball yeah. one time. She was standing mid-court baseline, just hitting it as hard as she could. Yeah. And... Unfortunately, she had to play Pablo and Etta. Yeah. Like I on everyone's complaining about us getting the buys and I honestly wish that we did not get those buys. I wish we would have played and yeah. I think we could have won our first one had we not gotten a buy, maybe even our second one and then yeah. that would have given her more uh, reps. Yeah. So, so we'll we'll see what happens with Jeannie. Are you going to play more with her? Um I need to talk to her. Um honestly, I, I need to see if if she truly is taking it serious, then I think that could be something to look out for because yeah. I mean as we talked about Tyra Paris, a lot of these girls their first tournaments, they're not the best. And so yeah, for sure. Um, if she is wanting to take it, I mean, she was, she is a high, high, high level tennis player. Like you could see it in her. She's strokes. probably the highest level tennis player to come into pickleball. Yeah. I mean, Jack sock, even is, over Jack sock, well, over I mean, Jack sock. She was top five, I think in the world yeah. at one point, yeah. Jack was top 10 or so. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, so I'll, I'll talk to her and we'll, we'll figure that out. Yeah, for um, sure. All right. So Kay. mixed doubles. So mixed doubles. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, we'll, we'll jump to kind of the, the quarters really quick. So Jane, what I thought was interesting, uh, Christian Alshon and Lee Waters, they, they did much better than I was they, expecting. Yeah, they beat, they uh, Dylan and Tyra. Yep. Yeah. They beat them in three yep. and then they ended up, um, fall. Who did they fall to? Do you remember? I can't remember who they lost to. Wasn't James and Anna, was it? I don't think so. No, it was. I can't remember who it was. Oh, it was um, Riley and Jackie. And it was nine and eight. Yeah. Yeah. So that was, I mean, that was a close game. Um, and then honestly, maybe the best match I, I saw all weekend was Thomas Wilson and Vivian David against Riley and Jackie. Yeah, that went three. Yeah. So it was 15 13 in game one for Riley and Jackie. And mm-hmm. then it was nine and nine, I think. Yeah. And it was, I mean, Thomas and Viv were on fire. Yeah. So. And then James and Anna beat Jack Sock and Catherine. Tyson and Megan made their debut. They did. Megan was on fire this weekend, dude. She yeah, I think they got weekend. a little lucky the first match against Hayden. They lost. Well, yeah. no, they actually won the first game after being down like nine zero or seven. Yeah, they were down nine zero. Yeah. Yep. So yeah, and they they, they up, won that one in three games as well. They ended up winning that, and then they ended yeah. up they won the. They were down seven zero or nine zero, right? Yeah, and then they came back to win it, and then they got blasted the next one, like eleven yep. two. Yeah, and then they ended up winning the third. Yep. Yeah, that was that was crazy. Fed and Rohrbacher had a big win over J Dub in Georgia. Mm-hmm. It was nine and and ten. Yep, like they're close. These are close, close games. Yeah, it's fun. It's fun. Yeah. So James and Anna end up beating Tyson and Megan in the semis. 
Ben and Annalie do what they do, and they kind of cruise through Vivian David and Thomas Wilson. And then in the finals, I will say this. It wasn't Anna Bright's best performance. Mm Mm-hmm. For probably 50 to 60% of that match, maybe more, mm-hmm. James Ignatovich was the best player on that court. Yeah. He put, he's becoming like a mixed doubles beast. Yeah. And he, I think he wants to be. I think yeah. that's what he said he'd like yeah. to be known as. He played really, really well in that, but Ben and Annalie <laughs> were too much and they ended up winning it 11 8, 11 7, 11 7. Yeah. But the gap did, it did for once feel like it was narrowing. Yeah. So congrats to Ben and Annalie. That's, but, Second leg of a triple crown for Annalie. Yep. So moving on to women's doubles. Okay. They stayed undefeated. Yes. Annalie Waters, Catherine Parento. Yeah. 54 and 0. Yeah. It's tough. I I mean, consistently, I don't I personally don't see anyone uh dethroning them at this moment. No. Um, they're so dominant. There might be one or two teams that can beat them one out of every 10 or 15 times, but consistently I don't think they're, they're being tested at the moment. No, for sure. Also sounds like, I mean, it was interesting because we had some new pairings for the first time, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, they had played together, but it's 2024. So this was like people that had decided that, you know, these are our new partners. So Anna Bright and Rachel Rohrbacher make Mm -hmm. the finals together. Yes. They had played together before, but this was like, you know, they've been, They've been building up to this. Um, the other one was Leia and Tyra. Yeah. Right? They've been talking about this since July okay. of playing together. And they ended up beating Lena Padigamaite. Mm-hmm. Is that how you say it? Padiga, yeah. You better be careful now. I know. Um, and Brooke Buckner. And then they ended up losing to, to Catherine and Annalie, which obviously there's no shame in that. Mm-hmm. Um, are they playing more this year? So this is what's crazy is we've been told rumors that they're done already. One, one and done. One and done. One tournament. Leia and Tyra are done. Yeah. So Leia sounds like she's going to play some with Lauren Stratman. Okay. Who I believe was supposed to play with Elise. Okay. And Elise is looking for partners now. And Tyra sounds like Tyra's looking for, uh, maybe she's already found them. I don't know. Yeah. But, yeah, one and done. It's kind of interesting. I guess it's your career and you know right away. Yeah, or... I mean, everyone's going to have a different perspective. But, I mean, if you're good players, I'd like to – personally, I would probably give it at least three tournaments, two to three tournaments. Yeah, and, and, then, and they had they did play last year together, I think, in Daytona, mm-hmm. maybe. I don't think it was Daytona. Oh. Was maybe. it? Yeah, it was because that's when the paddle smash Oh, yeah, 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 that one. Yeah, yeah. we're talking about the first Daytona one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think they they played in that. But, but yeah, the other thing that's crazy, though, is, is Lauren and Elise mm-hmm. took Anna and Rachel to three. Three games, yeah. Yeah. Yep. I mean, they made the quarters. Um, Anna and Rachel, so I know that Callie is hurt, so she hurt her arm. Mm-hmm. This tournament. This tournament. Yep. But what Anna and Rachel did to Callie and Lucy was... I, I mean, it was the yeah. fastest match I've ever seen. It was yeah. 11-2, 11-0, and it was over in like 10 minutes. Yeah. It was crazy. And I know Callie was hurt, but that was just a, yeah. it was a beatdown of epic proportions. Yeah. So, yeah, I don't know. I it, It's interesting. I mean, I think we're, we're already seeing some shakeups, but in the end, Catherine and Annalie yeah. win again. They go 54-0. I did think that Megan and Etta had a good week. Mm-hmm. You know, they ended up 
They ended up losing to. They were in the semis. They're in the semis. Yeah. They ended up losing to Catherine and Annalie, but they're actually up nine five or nine six in game one, mm-hmm. and lost eleven nine, and then they lost the second one eleven seven. Um, but even before that, they played the Kawamoto's and kind of rolled through them. Mm-hmm. So yeah, good weekend for them. I think that they're only going to get better. Etta was Etta looked healthy. She looked active. She had tons of energy. So maybe that's the progression draw. Yeah. All right. Moving on. Men's. Men's. Men's doubles. Men's doubles. So we had quite a few new pairings as well. Yeah. Um, I, I enjoy it. I think it's a lot of fun. Uh, Jack Sock made his debut with Colin Schick. Colin Schick looked pretty freaking good. Um, he didn't look bad. So I don't know if you saw, but Jim Kloss, um, he's been pretty high on Jack Sock for quite a while. And um, I didn't. Read it, read it in its entirety. Oh, you, but well, he, you, um, much, I mean, how much time do you have? <laughs> but he posted something about how Jack Sock is changing the game. Uh, do you believe that? I don't think we've ever seen someone with Jack Sock's forehand power in the game before, but I do think that Jack Sock's going to have to develop more. So I think what Jack is able to do will take him to the top 10, top 15. Yeah. Once you get to the top 10 or top 15, then the game changes and you have to be able to uh, be able to dink, um, yeah. volley, and getting these fast hand battles. You know what's funny is somebody said, I won't say who, but a pro player told me that they hate watching Ben and Colin play Fed and Pablo. Mm-hmm. They said they think it's the most boring yeah. pickleball ever like mm-hmm. literally it's just awful to watch it's yeah. painful and they're like the fact that this is even like people have to watch this this is why people the, the sport will never grow mm-hmm. and i think jack sock brings a different element to yeah. what those guys are doing but if jack is wanting to beat those guys i don't think he's he, got to be able to do both exactly yeah i agree because i think his him because colin Schick, there were a lot of shake and bake a lot of drive a lot of crashing a yeah. lot of speed ups yeah i think that works up till maybe the top 15 once yep. you get to the top 15, most of those players are able to counter that. They're able to deflect it. They're able to get in points and construct something. Yeah. But up until then, I think that works great. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. And, and you know, it, it was fun to watch Jack, like, bag people in freaking men's doubles and in he singles. He was bagging people in singles. That's what I'm saying. In singles, <laughs> he's bagging people on freaking from the baseline. Like, this stuff you don't see very often it's from crazy. the transition zone. Like, yeah. as he moves up to the net, he bagged Jay multiple times. Yeah. Like you don't see that, but he has so much power. And and one thing that that Klaus did say, which I thought was interesting, is he he, which is kind of morbid of him, but I'm not surprised it's Jim Klaus. But he predicted that somebody would get a serious eye injury from Jack Sock, yeah. which is a weird thing to predict. Like maybe just say, you know, that his forehand is is dangerous enough. But but I thought that was. <laughs> Someone's going to get an eye injury. Yeah, what a weird prediction. <laughs> um, but yeah, men's doubles. I mean, there wasn't a ton of upsets, I felt like. There were some some matches, though, that... It was a little bit interesting because men's doubles was always played out the evening. Yeah. And so almost 4 o'clock and on. And yeah. so that meant that most of the matches were under lights. Yeah. Under the lights there at that facility, they didn't have the best unless you were on grandstand. Yeah. Um, outside of grandstand, they weren't the best. There's actually a couple lights that were out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like you had half yeah. the court was yeah, yeah, and and so and it was significantly colder. And yeah, so people were trying to play in sweats and sweaters. Yeah, and the the conditions just weren't optimal. Yeah, and and I think that probably the story of it would be um, 
Pat Smith and Jay DeVillier. I was very surprised. So they we did incredible. Yeah, we weren't sure how those guys were going to do, but they ended up beating Connor Garnett and Rafa Hewitt, which is a good team. That's a solid team, and then they beat J Dub and Dylan. Yep. Um, they, they beat them in two. They beat them in two. Yeah. 11, two, 13, 11. Yeah, yeah. And then they took freaking Riley and Thomas to three. They beat them in game one. Game one, and then I, I don't think the other two were They weren't that close. close. It was 11-0, yeah. 11-4. Riley and Thomas kind of turned it on. I, I watched I watched that match, and after they lost game one, Riley sat down on his bench, and he, I, he sat down, and he kind of puts a towel kind of like this, and he sits there, and he's kind of rocking. Yeah. And I was like, oh, shit, Riley's coming. Yeah. Like, you could just see that Riley, like... How about Riley trash-talking Jack Sock? Riley telling Jack Sock to get used to it, that's not the last time I'm going to hit you, was one of my favorite moments. Also, here's a funny Riley Wasn't he moment. bagging on his tennis career? Too? Yeah, and he was bagging on his tennis career, and Jack Sock was telling him to check my bank account. <laughs> oh, my um, it, it was pretty funny. Jack Sock said he'd come on the show, by the way. Yeah. Did you get Jeannie to come on? Uh, I have not brought it up with her yet. We, we need to. Yeah. She was busy being a... Hollywood socialite was. She was busy taking lessons. She's busy doing that, and then right after, her and Dominique Schaefer were being Hollywood socialites. Exactly. Uh, here's another funny Riley moment. So in the bathroom of the country club, mm-hmm. in the clubhouse, in the men's bathroom, they had this tray. Uh-huh. I don't know if you used that bathroom at all. I did, yeah. But they had like cologne and aftershave, <laughs> and most of it was like old guy stuff, right? Yeah, like you don't touch that stuff. It was you like you don't know what's been on yeah, it. Yeah, it's like obsession, yeah. like the old the stuff that old dudes wear. Yeah. Right. Well, they had one little can of Axe body spray and I'm standing there and washing my hands and Riley walks over and he grabs it and he's freaking, I mean, full, just (laughs) whole thing. Uh, And I was like, and I looked at him and I was like, Riley, I said, I said, good choice. And he goes, Jimmy, it's mixed doubles day. You just never know. And so his partner was Jackie Kawamoto. uh Uh-huh. But, I'm sure she loved that. But Jackie, just so you know, Riley was feeling fresh for you. He just <laughs> wanted to make sure. So you never know. Based off some of the way some of these dudes smell, I actually give them props for that. There's some that maybe could use that as well. Yeah, for sure. So uh Riley and Tom so Colin and Ben, this is the other thing we need to talk about. Fed and Pablo beat Ben and Colin in game one. Mm-hmm. And then Pablo had like an epic meltdown. I mean, footfall after footfall after footfall, uh-huh. missed dinks, footfall, yeah. missed dinks. Yeah. And they end up losing 11-3, 11-1 the next two. Yeah. It was just rough. It was hard to watch. I feel like Ben and Colin just, they're going to exert as little energy as possible yeah. because Ben usually is playing multiple you know, matches. Yeah. Uh, and then in the finals, they did actually lose game two to Riley and Thomas. Mm-hmm. And then end up beating them the next two, 11 4, 11 yeah. 2. So Ben and Colin win men's. Ben and Annalie win mixed. Yeah. Annalie and Catherine win women's. Annalie win singles. And the only real upset gold medal match, Dylan Frazier, the 10 seed, wins yeah. men's singles. Which again, we said that men's singles would be where yeah. we see the most parity. For sure. Yeah. But overall, Masters was awesome. The court was great. What the setup are the great. players' view on the progress, progressive format, progression I, draw? I think, so one, the fan, the feedback from fans has been, everything that I've seen has been tremendous. Fans love it. Really? Because you know when matches are going to be played. Mm-hmm. You know the time that the matches are going to be played, mm-hmm. right? 
It's it's scheduled. Um, and so on, what, what day is it? Friday, mm-hmm. every match is on grandstand or center. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Saturday, every yeah. match is on center. And yeah. Sunday, every match is on center. Yeah. So from the quarters on, every single match is... is yeah. It really, in terms of play, it really opens up. And then in terms of spectators, it really gets a lot more. The first few days is, is somewhat empty. Yeah, it was a little bit empty. Yeah. Like Tuesday, we got there Tuesday night. So Wednesday, Thursday yeah. was pretty empty. Friday, Saturday was insane. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so, but again, yeah, I think, and so I think that they loved it. And then I saw a couple interviews from players Mm -hmm. and I think it's a little bit mixed amongst players. I would say it's a little bit more mixed than maybe you're thinking. Um, Yeah, I think a lot of players just are, they don't know for sure yet. Yeah, they're not sure. Now, the one thing is, is I think it just depends on how you do, right? Like if if players plan accordingly, you know, and they show up on a Wednesday knowing they're not going to play till Thursday. But what sucks is, Say you're a six seed in men's doubles, mm-hmm. but you're a twenty seed in singles. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, in a ten seeded mix, you got to show up for your singles day. Yeah, and then you got to sit for a couple of day. You know, there's quite a few upsets in the mixed doubles in the early rounds. Yeah, and I some of the players were talking to me, and they said it's they don't like it because those qualifiers they're <clears throat> playing five to six matches before they play their first one. Yeah, because Tuesday night. Yeah was when the first mixed doubles yeah. happened. And so, like DJ Young and Jade Kawamoto yeah, played a quali yeah. who had already played three matches that yeah. day. And they were, yeah, and they sat around all day and played played that night. And then what was the other one? There Was it, was it PK? Yeah, I think there was a couple. I think there was like three or four that were yeah. pretty interesting. Yeah, yeah. so yeah, I, I think we're going to see both sides. So the nice thing is, is there's only 10 um of these progression draws so it'd be a good a good test but for the fans i definitely think it's better Mm -hmm. um so real quick bronze medal matches Mm -hmm. ppa released a statement yep said that due to withdrawals and cancellations all the bronze matches were canceled Mm -hmm. pat smith goes on facebook and says we didn't withdraw Mm -hmm. you guys were trying to make us play originally you told us we would play at 10 and then you moved it back to 11 mm-hmm. and that means that fed was going to have to play. He couldn't be two places at once yep. because fed was in the men's bronze match against mm-hmm. Jay and Pat. And he was also in the singles gold final mm-hmm. and Pat's like, you know, fed couldn't play both. So you guys ended up canceling it, but Pat's like, we didn't withdraw. Yeah. PPA comes out and says, look, we understand, but we did have some withdrawals. Mm-hmm. Like obviously, I mean, I've seen, like, you can see people's social media. Like, yep. Etta was home when she would have been playing the bronze medal match. <laughs> yeah. Right? Uh, Callie got hurt. Mm-hmm. You know? Um, I mean, there was other... Kwong Dong went to Asia. Yeah. Right? Like, he he had a flight. So yeah. So you saw that there's people that obviously were, weren't planning on playing the bronze. Um, and then PPA also said that they had to reset all their equipment or something mm-hmm. and actually ended up costing them money because they were planning on mm-hmm. on streaming the bronze. The fans have been clamoring they for a year. They love the bash PPA. They do love the bash PPA, but they've been clamoring for a year to show the bronze medal matches. Yeah. And PPA was finally going to do that, and then and then this happens. What do you think about bronze in general? Should they do it, play them on Saturday night or should they get rid of them? They should just get like, rid of it. What's the point differential between third and fourth? I don't know. Does I, anybody would, care? I would imagine it's somewhat significant, but if they're not going to do the back draw, 
then I feel like they should get rid yeah. of LeBron. And does anybody really care at that point? Like some do, some don't. I mean, you look at Leia. I mean, had she won, made it to the finals, she would have played. But since she got third, fourth, she pulled yeah. out. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. But yeah. I mean, does anybody care about LeBron's? Some do, of course, some do. Yeah, but I mean, like if I've never been there before, then I'm playing that bronze match, right? Yeah. Like yeah. if you know, I just think if you're going to get rid of the backdrop, then just get rid of everything completely. And then just have third and fourth split points. Yeah, just yeah, because exactly. there's no prize money anymore, anyways. Is there not? What do you mean? I mean, your contracts are guaranteed. Yeah, but there's a depend depending on your contract. I guess you could technically earn more than that. Yeah. Um. So. Yeah. That's pretty unlikely, but. Yeah. A lot of players earned more at the casino than they did <laughs> than they did uh, playing. Exactly. Palm Springs, Agua Caliente. Agua Caliente, Rancho Mirage. I went to Agua Caliente by myself <laughs> Friday night. I watched a dude. True Were you story. Gambling? Yeah. Just, just blackjack? Me. Just me, blackjack. Yeah. True story. I watched the guy. Guy was next to me. Okay. He clearly knew everybody there. He's a he's a OG. He's an OG and obviously spends a lot of time there. He won 13 straight hands of blackjack. Mm -hmm. 13 in a row. Okay. We were counting. It was just me and him on the table. Um, dude went to sit down and he was like, Don't you can sit there. Yeah. And he like told him, You wait. And he and I'm not talking like 13, like I'm talking like he won 13 of the luckiest hands. Like the dealer would be showing yeah. a 10. This dude would have a four and a two, and he would get a seven card twenty-one. Dealer yeah. would flip a twenty, and it was insane. And it was every hand was like that. Counting cards, let's yeah. Go. Dealer would have like a ten, and this guy would have literally like a fifteen, and he would hit, and he would get like a five. Yeah. And it was like I mean, thirteen hands in a row. He won. I think he ended up winning like twelve thousand dollars. Yeah. He was just on fire. Yeah. And then he he and he just kept you know. Raising his bet. He started $15 bets and he just kept raising it. Yeah. He was betting five, 600 bucks at the end. I yeah. think, yeah, I think his last bet was like a thousand or more. That's and awesome. yeah, was it Sherry? No, it wasn't Sherry, he but had a free room for people yeah, to stay in. Yeah. But this dude was, it was, it was fun to watch, but Agua Caliente was where it was at. So, okay. Real quick. Can you give us an update on the MLP PPA merger? Yeah. Let's talk about it. Um, this segment, by the way, mm-hmm. Don't we have a sponsor for this segment? We do. Let's talk about them. C and D Pickleball Nets. Yes. Thank you for sponsoring this segment. They are the best pickleball nets. One of the days in um, uh, at Masters was a little bit windy, and I'm not joking. You saw those nets that they were using waver just slightly. Yep. And had they been using the C and D Pickleball Nets, those things would have been rock solid. You don't have to move them. You don't have to check if they're aligned. Um, really good nets. We appreciate their uh, partnership. Um, go check them out. What's the website? Bestpickleballnets.com. And if you use code KOTC, you save yourself a couple hundred dollars. And we may even have a giveaway. I think we're doing a giveaway with them uh, probably in two to three weeks or so. Yeah. Um, by the way, we have announced our winners to our previous giveaway, so that will be released probably in two or three days. Um, thank you to all those that entered. These giveaways are great, so please um, like and follow us and also the company that we're doing it with. Um, it really helps them out. Yeah. Also, real quick, CND, I went to a country club because I'm bougie like that, and they had pickleball courts in Palm Springs, and they had temp nets. Uh-huh. Um, of a different brand. Okay. And I was talking to the guy and I said, dude, like this is like one of the nicest country clubs in all of Palm Springs. Mm -hmm. These are the nets you have. 
Were they like the flimsy one or were they a little they were, bit more They were down? a little bit better, but okay. they were like in between. Okay. Okay. They were in between. Yeah. And I was like, dude, like what? And they did have the flimsy ones as like their uh, ball stoppers. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, let me great. hook you up with C&D. Yeah. And so I was showing him the website and we were talking and he was like, dude, these are freaking sick. He's yeah. like, this is what we need. He's like, this, he's like, cause these nets start to blow. Winds can blow in the desert. Yeah. We have wind storms. And he was super pumped up about it. Also, Proton sent me their picture of their custom CND net, the blue one. And it's it's insane. Yep. So so yes, go check them out, bestpickleballnets.com. Merger, MLP, PPA. I was told that the merger will be done. Today is Monday. Mm-hmm. It will be done today or tomorrow, mm-hmm. announced by Wednesday. Gotcha. MLP draft is January 22nd for Premier, January 24th for Challenger. First event is Challenger only. They've sent it out. You can get your tickets now. Mm-hmm. February 7th, Sherwood Country Club in Thousand Oaks, California. It looks like it is getting done, Tyler. Wow. Who would have thought? Who would have thought? It looks like it's going to be done. I think there's still quite a bit of uh, question marks uh, uh, with the MLP side with a lot of the players. Uh, so, for example, yeah. the Player Collective, are they going to be playing MLP? Are they playing APPs? Yeah. Um, are they doing uh, 200 days yeah, with doing Johnny Pickleball? Days. How many events can you play? Are you playing six events? Are you playing yeah. nine events? Yeah, there's a lot. They don't even have there's still even questions about the rules because Challenger, there's six players, right? And yeah. you only And only four of them. Are played so are you when are you allowed to sub do you have to yeah. declare pre-match do you have to declare after match you know who's covering expenses there's even talk about like there's like uniform stuff like there's allegedly supposed to be a uniform sponsor for the entire league and now it's like are you doing it individually there's still a lot a lot of work that needs to be done but it's trending in a positive upright direction for mlp um, i think everything looks is looking good at this point and it looks like we're gonna have a full mlp season Cool. Nine events. Exciting. Black Bears. Check out. Get ready. Black Bears are, are doing some cool stuff. We're rebranding. Yeah. We're changing some things. Black tuxedos. Black tuxedos. It's going to be sick. So anyways, yeah. Merger looks good. Um, yeah. Hopefully we, you know, we see it signed soon. Is it panty season? Oh, my gosh. Did you see that post? For those who didn't see it, Tyson McGuffin made a post of his wife mm-hmm. standing across the net from him. Be careful what you say. I'm going to be very careful be what careful. I say. because And I'm, I'm not condoning anything that he says right now. And she's standing there, and you can see her red panties. Okay? And he said, essentially made some... He actually edited his caption. Mm-hmm. Originally, it said something like, I'm going to hell tonight and some sexual innuendo because he's Tyson. Um, but for those that don't know, the reference is from UFC fighter, Conor McGregor. Mm-hmm. What he says is that whenever somebody books a fight with him, win or lose, just because they booked a fight with him, mm-hmm. they're getting paid. Yeah. They're going to get paid. So and essentially so, he was saying he's, he's getting paid. Yeah. So essentially, and he says that what happens is, is their wife, girlfriend, whoever pulls out the red lingerie to celebrate. 
Okay, we have kids that watch this, so I'll be very G-rated. You fight me, it's a celebration. When you sign to fight me, it's a celebration. You ring back home, you ring your wife. Baby, we done it. We're rich, baby. Conor McGregor made us rich. Break out the red panties. We're rich, baby. Okay. And Tyson posted that. Mm -hmm. It definitely got the reaction he was looking for. Yeah. I don't think that, I mean, I'll just say this. It definitely got the attention he was looking for. I don't think it maybe got the reaction. Yeah. I probably had it sent to me by 30 people. <laughs> Everybody else was talking about it. Yeah. So if that's what he was hoping for, great. Yola's thrilled. But Yola, as his sponsor, yeah. Are you thinking like, what the frick? Like, <laughs> what is happening? That was, Tyler, that was crazy. Yeah. Like, what? Like, I don't know, I guess, I'm, but this is what I've always said about Tyson. Embrace it. Yeah. Embrace being that guy. Yeah. And it sounds like maybe he will, right? Quit trying to be the nice guy, family guy, all these things. Yeah. And embrace being that freaking villain of pickleball and who you are. And you want to be the Conor McGregor of pickleball? Embrace it. Yeah. Conor McGregor, he's a shit talker. He always has, he's always saying stuff. He's always causing controversy. Then be that dude. Yeah. But then on the flip side, don't. You know, you can't do both. Yeah. Decide. So, yeah, that was uh, He's going to take this out on me, by the way. You I know hope that. he does. I hope he does. He's going to be flipping me off. I hope he does. Even that though was, I did not say any of that. That was a very interesting post. I just prodded but, you to do it. But good for him. I mean, sounds like they celebrated something big, whatever that was. Okay. Um, moving on. Okay. Reset Pickleball. Yes. The cleaners. Yes. They're incredible. So, I've seen a lot of posts recently. I don't know if it's just because we're into this stuff now, but a lot of people have been asking, you know, those erasers that people have on yeah. paddles. They said, is this, is this okay to use on paddles? Yeah. Is, are those okay to use on paddles to clean them? So I've heard that the longer you use those erasers, the more it messes with the paddle with paddle surface. Yeah. The paddle surface. So we have two. Um, and so paddle or not paddle. I apologize. Reset. Came yes. out with a solution, yeah, um, which is essentially safe and effective. Literally a solution. Yeah, um, smells great. Yeah. Smells really good, yes. like Febreze spread spray around your house. Yeah, uh, and super uh, cost effective as well. Uh, but yeah, it cleans the paddle and it doesn't harm the surface. So those erasers, when you're scrubbing it, I mean, yeah. it makes sense. It's kind of eroding the surface. Yeah, this one is not going to do that nearly as much. Yeah, so, so go check them out. Super economic economical uh, i think it's around 15 to 17 dollars if you use our code it's even cheaper than that uh use code kotc at reset pickable dot shop okay dot shop yep. uh thank you for sponsoring this segment of the show and for the partnership with yeah. us um anything else no i mean we have questions we have a lot of questions yeah a lot of questions let's so we're going to try to go through these fairly quickly okay yeah <clears throat> all right first one Let's see, man, there's a lot. Someone said, Tyler, would you team with Jeannie Bouchard again? Um, I think I would. It'd be fun to partner with her later on in the year after she's been playing a little bit longer. Yeah. Um, I haven't talked to her post-tournament, and so uh, I'll probably reach out to her this week, and we'll figure out kind of what tournaments and how intensely she will be uh, pursuing pickleball. So. So I have a question, Jimmy, question for the pod. Is the PPA stream on YouTube sped up? It seems like the streams that we've watched are running faster than real time. Are they trying to make the game look more exciting? Not to my knowledge. 
But that's interesting. Yeah. Uh, I haven't really noticed that, but that was an interest. I thought that was an if interesting. If anything, question. I would feel like it slowed down. I mean, watching pickleball, unless you've played it, it yeah. looks slow. But when you see it in person, it's like, yeah. wow, the ball's going a lot faster. Yeah, for sure. All right. Your favorite guy, sorry, not sorry, said, Tyler, who would get more points with you in mixed? Genie or Jimmy? Oh, gosh. We, we would. 100%. As yeah. bad as this is, I think it might be Genie. No way. I think it might be Gene. Dude, I would freaking wreck Pablo and Etta, and they know it. I don't know about that. Genie, <laughs> I'm sticking with you. I, I, I can hit a drop. I know what a drop is. Somebody said, any real pickleball players lined up for mix or just models with a paddle? <laughs> <laughs> That's, yeah. TBD. <laughs> What's the opinion of the progressive draw among the pros? Jimmy thinks it's a little bit more favorable than I do. I'd say a lot of the players uh, had mixed opinions on it. Yeah. yeah. What do the pros think of Jack Sock and his antics? So Sock is a trash talker. He's a showman guy. He's a showman. And also the other thing with Jack Sock is he's a tennis guy. So for example, oh, you watch I him. I have a funny thing to. You watch him play singles and he's like very slow to like go pick up the ball or he'll like kick it to the corner yeah. to give himself some time. Yeah, Jack Sock is he's a savvy vet. So I've talked to him a couple times. I don't know him great by any means, but I've talked to him. Um, and he was playing one of his uh, singles matches and he called the ball out. I think it was pretty close, but he called it out and the opponent did not think it was out. And so he was kind of talking to Jack and he ended up uh, challenging that call. And Jack Sock said, said to this guy, he said, bro, it's pickable. I'm not going to cheat. Um, and so the guy challenged the call. And then as Jack was kind of walking over towards me, I said, but in tennis, you would. And he said, yeah, maybe <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. That's funny. Yeah. Jack, Jack said he would come on the pod. I asked him, but he's clearly had never seen the pod. Yeah. So Jack, it's pickleball. You need to learn the number one podcast in pickleball. Okay. Somebody said Do that you- doesn't buy followers. <laughs> All right. Uh, but yeah, Jack socket. He's funny. I mean, he'll hit a He'll hit a winner and then he'll do a little dance or yeah. kind of make a face or something like that. Oh yeah, like he him and Jay were going at it. Yeah. Yeah, in their singles match. Yeah. All right. Uh and then we keep going back to Jack. But the thing with Jack is it doesn't seem like he's doing anything maliciously. No, no, he's, he's funny. He's yeah. doing it all fun and games. Yeah, he pumps um, up the crowd. He seems to be well liked. Yeah. Like I think he's a I think he's good for the sport yeah. for sure. Yeah. It's kind of like Riley, but nothing malicious or arrogant, or he's just doing it like he's like fun. Riley, but it's like I, Thomas, he's right, he's Riley, but he's actually likable. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Do you know the thought process behind some players tapping the wall between points? I think it's just a one you want to know kind of where it is if there's a deep serve, yes. Um, and number two, I really think it's just like a superstition thing, yep, yep. But yes, I, I've seen that a lot. Alex Trong does that. Mm-hmm. She she taps the ball behind her. Zane does it, and he's Zane. mentioned his is superstition. I'll yeah. do it, but it's more for court awareness, yeah, just knowing how far back I have to go and everything. Yeah, like where that. you are. Yeah. Um, but yeah, everyone does her thing. Leia does her her little thing. Although I noticed that like she's only doing like just the paddle thing now instead of the legs and everything. Or maybe I just didn't pay enough attention. But yeah, everybody kind of does their thing pre. Yeah. Okay, what is your stance on the tennis player hype now that they have played? So Donald Young lost in men's, mm-hmm. and he lost in singles first round. Mm-hmm. 
So, I mean, he did... Jeannie Bouchard obviously lost every match. Mm-hmm. Jack Sock has... He had a solid debut. Mm-hmm. Now, the difference is... I've always said this, but a lot of people think that Jack is just starting to play. Yeah. And he is starting to play professional. Yeah. But I've heard that he's been playing for six to eight years. Yeah. Like yeah, he's been exactly. messing around. So you know what else I, I learned is a lot of people are talking about, oh, Rachel Rohrbacher, Rachel, I mean, her ceiling. Mm-hmm. She's been playing since like 2018. Yeah. Like, I There's know a difference a, between, even if you're just exposed to the game, knowing the rules, knowing the yeah. nuances. Yeah, there's a difference between Jack Sock and Jeannie Bouchard. Yeah. Jeannie Bouchard was literally hitting <laughs> pink balls in the Bahamas before this tournament, and that was it. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, I think our stance is the same as everyone else. I mean, if they take it serious, they're going to be good players. If they don't take it serious, then they're going to have talent there, but they have to practice. Yeah. Okay. Will Harrison Gold win a PPA title before the end of 2024? No, absolutely not. Zero percent chance. Oh, that, did he, do you want to tell the story with J Dub Johnson? Was that Harrison? Wasn't that Harrison? No, I'm saying is that Harrison that sent that in? No, it's like a burner account. So oh. maybe it is him. Oh, what weirdos. Um, yeah, so I like those guys. <laughs> they're funny, but I just think that there's a lot of mentally unstable people in Boca. Um if you know what I mean. Harrison Gold is playing. So him and Jericho Grohlman are dudes from Florida. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, so they, we were talking with J-Dub we were talking Johnson. talking to J-Dub and, they, and Harrison was saying he wanted to make J-Dub like, money. Oh, man, all I want to do is make J-Dub money. Yeah. So for those that don't know, a little background. For those that don't know, and maybe this is insider info, but J-Dub and Dylan and their whole crew have not signed their contracts. They did not sign their contracts initially when they signed they agreed to the terms i don't know what happened i don't know in the insider but they actually never physically signed so there's four million dollars in an escrow account somewhere but they never physically signed Mm -hmm. so now when these now when these contract negotiations come back up and they're trying to cut deals there's really nothing to cut them from because they never signed and so now they're in some very intense negotiations with ppa because ppa is like an mlp because they're like well you guys didn't technically sign so Instead of a million, how about 200,000? Right? So, and we don't know the ins and outs of that, but those are the rumors that we've heard. So, Harrison Gold is like, oh man, I just really want to make J Dub money. J Dub's standing there and he's like, and J Dub's like, (laughs) you know, like laughing. And he's like, I just want to make as much money. And Tyler says, well, actually, J Dub doesn't make any money right now because I heard he didn't have a contract. And J Dub was like, huh? And he just stands there and doesn't say anything. And, and then, then I, you said you had to I pay said, your entry fees. Yeah, and I said, I heard you actually had to pay your own entry fees, which <laughs> is what I was told. And he was like, uh. And so, yeah, it was an awkward moment, but J-Dub's a good sport. So be interesting to see how that shakes out. Uh, and then this one is from Harrison Gold, which we will most likely not read. Oh, boy. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, somebody said, was Jeannie, uns- was Jeannie unsatisfied with her results at the Masters, as in she will start drilling more? Um, I think she was very open-minded. I mean, she had a lot of interviews, and she essentially said she has no um, expectations because this is her first tournament. And so, how strict were the paddle testing at this week's PPA Masters? Um, and how did Annalie Waters paddle pass? Uh, paddle testing has uh, gone down significantly 
they're failing very few paddles now. It, it seems like most of, them, most of them passed. Yeah. I think Annalise paddle obviously is always going to be hot. It's been hot for a while, but these new Yolas might be rivaling it. Yeah. They're freaking hot. Who do you think is the next to beat Ben and Colin in doubles? I stand by this. I do not think anybody will consistently beat them. But um, there, there will be one-offs. J Dub and Dylan, they might win one or two or whatever. Riley it is. and Thomas, Riley and Thomas. Hot. But yeah. I don't think anybody will consistently beat them. I could be wrong, but I don't think that. I can see that. <clears throat> By the way, we met a lot of cool people at Masters. Yeah. Jimmy was out there, shockingly. Um, but by the way, if you're ever at a tournament and myself or Jimmy are out there, yes. come up to us, take a picture. We love it. We, we love, love it. Yeah. Yeah. Also, oh, you had somebody that made a custom KOTC shirt, custom shirt. Yeah. By writing with a Sharpie. Yeah. Sharpie put KOTC on it. <laughs> she was awesome. I saw, I literally ran into her nonstop, whether she was stalking me or not. I don't know, but I ran into her a lot. Yeah. She, she was great. Um, also, shout out Pickleball Pigeon, my dudes, Luke and Gatlin, mm-hmm. big fans of the show. Um, dude, we, just, we just met so many people. Like yeah. that, honestly, that's my favorite part. Yeah. It's uh, fun. Yeah. You're I mean, a celebrity. When you get, when you get I don't there, know about that, but you just start walking around, just talking to everybody. I don't know about that, but I did like that I was standing by Lucy Kovalova and somebody asked me for my picture and not her, and she was highly offended. So that was my highlight. Have you and Ed ever partnered in a tournament? We have played one, and we actually had great results. We ended up beating Thomas and Vivian, uh, J-Dub, and uh, his sister. We got fifth in that tournament. If Edda stays healthy this year, Mm -hmm. she's going to be top three or four by the end of the year. I could see Edda overtaking Anna Bright. Really? She looked that good this year. In terms of her talent or results? Well, I think results. So I you think, think Ed and really? Meg could I think Ed and Meg could be the ones that are every championship Sunday are playing Annalie and Catherine. That'd be great. She looked I mean she looked different. You can yeah. tell that and Megan too, both of them. I mean Megan made semis in both in mixed end and, and women's. Like you could tell that they have both been putting in the work. Okay, somebody all right, let's wrap it up a little bit. Somebody said truth behind partnering with Jeannie for this tournament. Good TV time, but sacrifice points. Um, yes, that is true. I thought it'd be fun. And Tyler got paid a million dollars to do it. A bonus million dollars on top of my $5 million contract. Yeah. Um, so I have not had the best results in mix the past few months. And so I was looking at it, a, it's great exposure. And what is the difference for me going Oh, and one with somebody else versus going Oh, and one with somebody that has all this exposure. She might turn into something great. Plus there's, there is potential there, right? Like for people that don't know this, Tyler played with Anna Bright before she blew up. He played with Paris Todd before she blew up. Mm-hmm. He played with Tyra. He was one of the first people to play with all three of those. Yeah. And so he. So this he is actually, good for Jeannie. He actually <laughs> has me. a good history of finding these people with a little bit of help from his friend over here. Yeah. Of finding these up and comers yeah. and, and playing with them, you know, and, and finding that talent. And so. Jeannie is, I mean, look, if she's playing 20 tournaments this year, yep. she's a hundred percent worth the risk, even if she had zero followers, but she was the number, you know, up to the number five player in the world and yep. in tennis, she's worth that risk. Yeah. Yeah. So that was kind of my thinking behind it. And I didn't have a partner at the time. And so, I mean, had, had Catherine Parento asked me to play, I would have played with her. Yeah. Uh, but I didn't have a partner at that time. So, uh, 
How many times did Tyler get to practice with Jeannie before the tournament? I played with her for maybe 25 minutes the night before we played. Awesome. That's 25 minutes more than she had ever played before. Um, there's a lot of questions on Jeannie. Uh, what do you think? We talked about this earlier, but what do you think about the Pickleball Inc. Uh, and the Pickler partnership? So that's yeah. PPA. Yeah, we love it. We're yeah. pumped about it. I mean, it's like it. Obviously, the ins and outs are, you know, we don't know exactly what that means and what they're, what yeah, I'm sure they'll announce more later, but I think it's amazing for the Pickler. I think it's amazing for the PPA. Um, you know, the Pickler is doing some insane things with indoor facilities. They're, they're extremely profitable. They figured out a model that works. And yeah, we're excited for him. I mean, we, we we're excited for our dudes. How's Jeannie dealing with the memes of pickleball? Absolutely roasting her. 0% chance Jeannie's ever seen it. <laughs> Zero. <laughs> Sorry, memes. Jeannie hasn't seen it. Um, there was a couple. All right, we'll do two more questions. All right, let's see. There's quite a few more questions. I'm just going through these right now, seeing which one is most relevant and um, that we're allowed to read. Let's see. By the way, um, here's something just real quick. Yeah, if you have any questions, let me know. Real Clear Stats sent me a message, uh-huh. and he said he'd love to come on the pod, but they actually found something where they can predict which players will perform better or worse in rally scoring format. That's interesting. Yeah. Fun fact, right? Did Somebody said, did JW get fined for wearing for not wearing actual white? I guess y'all are spot on with the worst dressed. I think that the white thing was more of a suggest, but, suggestion, but a lot of players don't understand the difference between white and off-white or dingy white, or they need to use some Tide so, or somebody something. Somebody sent me a picture of Ben Johns. They said... Even when you're supposed to wear all white, he still messes it up. Yeah. They're, they're yeah. different whites. <laughs> yeah. And, but some of their stuff looked like maybe it was white at one time. But yeah, it was it was rough. But the women all looked great as always, like in terms of the white. Like they can match. Yeah. The dudes, the struggle was real. So anyways, yeah. Okay. Anyways, wrap it up. Um, any other questions? Anything else no. you want to say? No, I don't think so. I'm, I'm pumped up. Also, Acacia is sponsoring this pod. Jimmy. Dude, so I had a test. I wanted to do something this week. You wore one pair of shoes. I brought one pair of shoes the entire week. This one right here. And it was those Acacias because they're white. And I wore them all week, not just for pickleball, literally the entire week. Do your feet hurt? None. None. My feet felt great. I felt amazing. They held up. Honestly, like, for real. Like, I... I can't recommend them enough. Okay. Uh, AcaciaSports.com. Yes. Coach Use code KOTC. Yep. Um, thank you once again. We are very appreciative for all the support, all the love, all the questions. Um, yeah. This one was a pretty packed episode. There's a lot of stuff that we didn't get to. Um, oh, do you want to tell the funny story of Kwang Dong and his dad? Oh, yeah. So here's a funny story. We'll end with this. So Kwang Dong ends up beating Tyler. Uh-huh. And, and Weinbach was there watching. Wein, Dave Weinbach was watching. Dave Weinbach walks He's a over. character. He's great. Yeah. yeah. Walks, o- walks over to Kwang Dong's dad and he says, I'm going to play with your son. Your son is so good. I'm going to play with him. And his dad looks up at him and says, no, you're not. 
you're never going to play with my son. I'd rather my 12-year-old son play with him than you. And Weinbach was highly offended. He was like, what? He said, do you not know who I am? Yes. He didn't say that. But. No, but he basically acted like that. And so, yes, Dave Weinbach, the Badger, is not playing with Kwong Dong anytime soon. So, All right. If you've made it this far, please do us a big favor. Hit that like and subscribe, yes, subscribe. button. Let's um, get it. We got a little bit of content out there at Nash or not nationals at masters. Yes. So we've, we've got a video coming out with the owner of Vulcan. Um, it's a shorter one, but that'll be out by the time this releases. Yeah. Yep. So check that out because I think that's, that's gives you a little bit of insight on the ball. And then we filmed a podcast on the history of pickleball, which honestly was a lot of fun. Yeah. And a lot more fun than you thought it would be. Yeah, a lot more fun than I thought it would be. It was super intriguing. And if you love pickleball, you'll love that. Yeah. So go check out the Pickler, our title sponsor, Vulcan, their new their new ball of the PPA tour. Use yeah. code KOTC at VulcanSportingGoods.com. CND Nets. Pretend there's a giant net right here. CND Nets, the best pickleball nets.com. Reset pickleball. And acacia shoes. And acacia shoes. Thanks, guys. Have a great day.